Hello and welcome to Ditching Hourly. I'm Jonathan Stark. Today I am joined by Jeanne Farrell. Jeanne, welcome to the show. Hi, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you could join me. Um, <laughs> so folks, this is going to be a fun conversation today. Um, and it's because Jeanne is way outside of, of the software development world and even the B2B services world. So Jeanne, could you tell people a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I'm just starting my business as a health coach. Um, I like to say that um, I help people adding meaningful years to their lives. Um, my background is in um, biology. I used to work uh, in research. Uh, I have over a decade of uh, experience in uh, research and development, and um, I ended up with a burnout, which. Uh, had me reconsider kind of everything. Uh, I really had to work on self-care and um, change a lot of things in my life. I changed my diet. I started new habits. And this was like a revelation for me and a kind of turn on a switch where I, I realized, wow, um, eating well can do so much for you. Taking care of yourself is um, makes a world of a difference. I was more productive. I uh, had all of my cognitive skills uh, that I could like leverage like never before. It really changed things for me in a big way. Mm-hmm. And um, that made me interested in learning um, learning more about bringing those sort of ideas and habits to other people. Um, I know probably people know that, you know, it's good for you to eat well, it's better for you if you don't smoke, uh, you should probably exercise a few few times a week. But between knowing and doing, there's a gap. And um, often people need a little help to bridge that gap. And that's what a coach does, a health coach does. Mm -hmm. So um, I decided to go back to school and learn more about what what helps people change, what can get them started, what get, can get them motivated to create the changes in their lives that would really, well, change the game for them too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went back to school for that, and I am trained, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not certified yet. I'm working on that. I graduated from my program in May, and um, I, I started my business right away. Um I've been uh, really interested in entrepreneurship for years now. So I had a few uh, building blocks that I was able to create very early on. Um, And uh, I work with people one-on-one. I have conversations in which we discuss the kind of change they're considering. Um, And I apply, um, I would say, uh, a tool set in those conversations in order to help them move the needle towards an outcome that they themselves determine as what they want for their lives. Um, um, sorry, I'm now forgetting what else you asked me. Uh, no, that, that's a great start. That's fabulous. Okay. So can you tell me more about, I mean, you just pretty much just started, um, you know, like what, mm-hmm. three months ago? That's right. Yeah. So you know, do you even have clients yet? If you do, where do they right. come from? Yeah, I've, I've worked with a few people already. Uh, I actually started w- cl- uh, working with clients one-on-one in January, so a little earlier before my um, graduating from my training program. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So where are they coming from? Uh, most of them came from uh, referral. So friends of friends or friends of family, um, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, some of them were people that I used to um, be around, you know, like previous, uh, not, not directly coworkers, but people who were like working in the same space as I was. So things like that, you know, I... Uh, reconnected with some people I haven't been in touch with in a while. And then, yeah, so referral mostly. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also coaching in groups. So I coach groups of people. And this has been through a couple of different avenues. Um, I have been contracted by a company. Uh, I'm here in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, I've been contracting by a company that's doing corporate wellness. And uh, I've been... Um, coaching people in a group around mindfulness on a regular basis for three, uh, for three months. And I also started a mentorship program. So people who graduated with me, um, who were struggling with finding a direction for how to create their business, where to start. Um, so I put a mentorship uh, program together and I have enrolled a few people. We're now finishing that. And I'm hoping to relaunch this program in October and find find more clients for it. Mm. So let's go a little deeper on that. You're mm -hmm. mentoring them on how to start your kind of business or any kind of business. Their kind of business. So uh, I call the mentorship program True to You because uh, we go through a series of modules that helps them uh, understand themselves better, um, um, really take stock of what they're good at, their talents. Um, the kind of communities they're already part of and um, what's what's the ideal day for them what's the best schedule for their life could look like so they can create a business that is designed on their lifestyle who they are so they can be authentically um, leading uh, their career so that's not a stretch but it's something fun and sustainable mm -hmm. okay and is there much overlap between that business and what you've been talking about with your one-on-one -on -one and the sort of group stuff that you've mm -hmm. you're doing for employees do you feel like it's very similar or is there just a little bit of overlap or really not much overlap um it's very similar in the sense that uh, coaching is at the heart of it so we have calls all together where i apply my coaching skills uh, it's different in the sense that in that program i have been delivering content and uh, I wouldn't call it education per se. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it is more like prompts to help them journal and little exercises for self-discovery and self-development. But those are the kinds of things that we do in coaching anyways. Um, mm -hmm. It's just that I, in, in the program, I sort of package that, if you will. Um, and, and I also realized that it's something that I really enjoy doing. Um, so I love coaching. I love having conversations, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or creating a group space. But I also really enjoy um, sort of putting my, either my perspective, my expertise, my experience um, in, in some sort of content that people can consume and then, you know, digest and reflect on. Mm, interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the but but you wouldn't call it health coaching right right okay it's um, more like business yeah, no, coaching that's, yeah that's a good point yeah it, it is more like business coaching yeah okay 
So it leverages the same skill sets, but mm -hmm. it's toward a different end. So let's go into that a little bit. Okay. Uh, what, how long is the program? It sounded like it had kind of a, a term and an end date. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this was the first time I ran it and uh, it was four and a half months. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's made of six modules. So, uh, as I'm looking to relaunch, I think I will just simply make it one module per month mm -hmm. with a couple of calls, uh, per module and a bit more, I would say like formal exercises and, and, uh, suggestion for like weekly experiments mm -hmm. to help people have a little bit more accountability. Mm-hmm. And how many people did you say went through this first program? Seven. And those people just came from word of mouth and so forth? Those people are people that I have created relationships with while I was uh, training as a health coach. We were all in the same training program. Mm -hmm. um, and I think part of uh, the reason I, I started this is it really just came organically. Um, being part of this program was an amazing experience for me and the community was uh, definitely one of my favorite aspects of it hmm. uh, outside of the learning. I created some really great relationships um, and um, because we're all about growth, I, I, I think this just came naturally as uh, the next step in growing together. So I, I have this community and as Towards the the end of the training program, there's this feeling that we were all having to transition to the professional world, getting out of the community where we felt really safe, um, where we all excited about coaching. All of a sudden, we're out in the world. Uh, not, people in general don't really know about health coaching. Mm -hmm. um, the term health coach, I personally find, I don't find that it necessarily describe what I do uh, very accurately. Um, and I, I feel like it triggers a lot of, um, um, how would you say, people have like ideas and they think about life coaching and it's kind of loaded. Mm -hmm. So anyways, we were transitioning out of this kind of safe community out in the world. We had tons of um, uh, material that the training gave us around marketing and creating your website and uh, start a newsletter and mm -hmm. uh, content market and all this stuff which i think we all know the value of but I, I really sensed from you know talking with the people in my community that there's a lot of confusion people didn't know where to start they felt overwhelmed with all of this stuff um and and so i saw a need and i um kind of try to bring what i could to 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 answer that need um i started my newsletter talking to them because this was the community I had access to. All I had to do is uh, open one of those accounts to do mail marketing. Mm -hmm. And I started emailing people mm -hmm. and I know them. So uh, it was easy for me to find, you know, a natural voice and talking to them. And I knew what they were going through. Um, and so, yeah, that just kind of span out of the training program in a way that was very organic for me. Nice. Okay, so, and it feels like, you know, you, you already mentioned that you're going to modify it the next time, so you are planning mm -hmm. to run it again. Are you thinking, where do you think this next cohort would come from? Would it, you know, would right. it be something that you kind of, 
you know, word of mouth for people who went through the training program that you first went through, and then they kind mm-hmm. of could graduate into this, and it could just sort of be a bolt-on thing that informally that that people are like, oh, if, if you know, if you graduate from this program and you feel yeah. overwhelmed, you should maybe go try, you know, true to you, and that will kind yeah. of yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, at this moment, uh, I some people um, when I started the program have expressed interest, but the timing wasn't good for them. They said, "Oh, summer super busy. I can't make it." Mm-hmm. So I have a few people like that whom I want to uh, ask again if they would be interested in joining. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other students uh, part of this training program with whom I've created um great relationships and so i'm in the process of scheduling chats with them to see if that would be a good fit is mm-hmm. that is the program um actually doing something for you that you kind of need right now so um basically i'm tapping into those relationships that i already have and this community mm-hmm. um but i would really like to take it to a place where it's um uh, like a stream of people graduating from this program and specifically from that program that I graduated from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can see that as being a reliable source of, um, of clients. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of getting in touch with those people who are uh, signing up after me, you know? Right. So, exactly. and, and the program is uh, training uh, two cohorts per year. And it's about, I think around 300 people every year. Hmm. Yeah. Jeez. It's That's, a nice niche. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. And, and oh, and it's it's very specific too. Like I'm really talking to a certain kind of people, right? It's not just health coach in general. It's people who are graduating from this program. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, I know I know the program well. I know what people face when they go through it. So that makes it a lot easier for me to sort of cater that to them. Yeah, this is a great example, you know, for the listener. This is a great example of of getting super duper niche down on a very particular buyer, you know, bit mm-hmm. particular kind of audience member or target market or, you know, ideal buyer. And when you do that, as just like you're describing, when you do that, it makes it so much easier to help yeah. them because the empathy is through the roof. Like, you know what you they're, they're going through. You know they're going to be overwhelmed with all this stuff. Yeah. And they could use, you know, sort of a uh, an on-ramp into, like, yeah. taking all this information and putting it into practice that apparently exactly. the program doesn't provide, at least right now. Yeah. And also, uh, people who go through this program, everybody says the community aspect, like the relationships that you get to create are just wonderful Mm-hmm. And when the program stops and you don't have those calls anymore, you don't see people on Zoom anymore, you don't get together, there's no like opportunity to do that mm-hmm. unless you yourself create that opportunity, which is something that I've been doing um, with the program, but also outside the program. So, for example, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to host a webinar around uh, elevator pitch because mm-hmm. we all have trouble talking about what we do. And so I'm going to open the space so we can all practice together. So I'm creating opportunities for people to still hang out, still have support, still find the community aspect outside of the program now that we have graduated. And that's of value to to the people. Yeah. Yeah. And Jonathan, if you don't mind, I want to also mention that uh, in that program, uh, we do have a whole um, track around marketing. Uh, and 
we have someone teaching us that he's got some really, really a great understanding of how marketing content marketing works and how to make it evergreen. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so there's a lot around that. And this guy really, he, he advocates for us to start a website on WordPress mm-hmm. and he's very specific about the way your website should be um, laid out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's optimized for uh, readability. It's optimized for people like scanning through really quickly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because your audience is uh, very much in that space, I would I, I would just like to say that there's a niche there with those 300 people who graduate from this program every year who would be just happy to buy a WordPress template <laughs> that does exactly what this guy says it should be doing. Yeah, there's yep. like an incredible opportunity for a niche there if someone is interested in work, uh, creating a WordPress template. And yep. I would be happy to get in touch with them if that was the case. So yeah. So at the end, we'll give your contact information. So de- so dear awesome. listener, do you hear that? If you know <laughs> how to make a WordPress template, here's a great little niche market for you. Yeah, you know, and if you like sell that three hundred dollars per person times the hundreds of people who graduate there, like it's thousands of dollars that go into your pocket, and it's like almost passive because yep. once you created the template, then you just sell it. Yeah, so. it's it's incredible. Yeah, I, that's a fabulous idea. I'm glad you brought that up. Thanks. It's, it's, uh, I mean, there's so, and and multiply this by a million. There are so many of these little. It's a, it's almost smaller than a niche. It's like this little tidal pool of a. You know, if you think mm-hmm. of like the ocean and then like being a big fish in a small pond, this is almost like a tidal pool, where you would take your skill as a WordPress developer, yeah. and just find out from someone like what the recommendations are for this website, and then just it just you know taking no time to build it. And I know things always I take bet. longer than you think they're going to, but. But you're right. It would almost be passive income. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess there'd be some, maybe some customer support or feature, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, wow, that's it's a it's a great idea. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's money to be made there. So get in touch with me. I'd be happy to discuss that. Excellent. Um, okay, so what? So let me. Sorry, mm-hmm. Jones. I, so this is really that's like the direction I've I've gone in because that just came easily to me this was organic i wanted to help this community of people i thought i had some tools and just i i just started you know putting it together and i run with it it's been a success the people were part of the program are super happy so now i need to enroll again but outside of this kind of and like you said it's sort of business coaching i i guess uh, but like ultimately that's not necessarily the kind of, of well, I don't know. I, I'm thinking as a health coach, I would want to be closer to health. Yeah. And uh, because I have experience in research, I uh, did research around a- aging for a few years. Mm-hmm. And I'm really into the science of aging, uh, longevity, the sort of things. And uh, that's where I see myself going when it comes to trying to find clients to coach around health. Mm. And But with that, um, it's a little harder for me to find people. Like I don't have yep. the community. I'm not part of that community as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I think maybe that's where value pricing would come in. Yes, uh, I think. So mm-hmm. let's dive into that. You also you yeah. mentioned something in your original email about sugar that I want to talk about too. Right. Um, yeah, and the but but to just put a bow on or wrap up this um, mm-hmm. the the true to you program, what. Maybe you didn't know this quite exactly when you started, but what when you launch it mm. again, based on the results that you got, 
what would your promise be to the next group of people? So what is the outcome or what are the things yeah. that you can pretty much feel confident ensuring that right. they should expect at the end? So that's so cool because when I first uh, started with that, I I had an idea of what the program could do. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm getting feedback from the people who are done, it's not exactly what I was expecting. Yeah, that's pretty common. Uh, yeah, that's and but that's so so much fun and it's so great to see what people actually got from this. So um, I've got some like very uh, clear keywords because I, I also created some surveys in order to get feedback uh, mm-hmm. in the midpoint and also now at the end. Mm-hmm. And so people report uh, better understanding of themselves, more confidence. Um, they feel like they have a, a direction before they were lost confused, overwhelmed, that didn't really know where to start. Now they have uh, a better idea of where to start and how to uh, apply the knowledge that they had. Mm -hmm. Uh, They report um, a lot of inspiration ideas that they got from my content um, um, and a few action steps. And I think I might um, do that rely on that a little more heavily when I relaunch a program Mm -hmm. um, so that people, so that people are not just like reflecting, they're also doing so that at the end they have more clear wins. And Mm -hmm. um, at the moment, I was also trying to gauge if they were were able to save money or save time Mm -hmm. Uh, and money, not so much yet. Uh, And I think that's because I didn't put too many action steps in there. Mm But around time, people have got a lot of value because I had a whole module around managing your time and aligning your schedule on uh, your own personal like peak time of the day and help them like free themselves from the idea that you should do a schedule like a nine to five or something imposed by your clients. Mm. But you should do a schedule in, that is uh, in line with when are you most productive? When are you at your best for your coaching? those sort of mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. so um yeah in, in terms of outcomes and value uh those sort of things and also uh it sounds like one of the favorite parts uh that people enjoying the program was the support being yep. in community again yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah great list so direction clarity support mm-hmm. confidence uh, practical application right. of theory and yeah. clear action items steps they can yeah. take so is there anything um uh, th- that's amazing. I'm wondering if there are also any tangible things like by the by the mm-hmm. end of this, you will have your website set up. By the end of this, you will have mm-hmm. your mailing list set up. Is there anything like that or is it more? I did not have that built in, um, but I'd be interested to have one of those possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe if one of our listeners builds you a WordPress plugin, <laughs> you can say. Exactly. There, there you go. go. <laughs> our theme, right. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Okay. So... Uh, uh, also, one last thing before we move on. Do you remember how much the, not your program, but the program that that uh, that you went through, mm-hmm. do you remember how much that cost? Oh, yeah. Um, so it's between $10,000 and $12,000. Okay. And then did you kind of anchor your price for the program no. s- as a fraction of that or... No, uh, at the time when I started, I had absolutely no idea uh, how to price it. Uh, I wanted to basically make sure that uh, running it would not cost me money. Mm -hmm. So I set a very, very, very low price. And looking back now, 
uh, also like working for the program, I experienced some frustration. I was like, oh my God, I'm putting so much work into it and I'm not getting paid for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like part of it was a work of love, you know, it was like it sort of, I, I, because I have this relationship with the people that I'm, I'm coaching, you know, like mm-hmm. part of it was just creating value for them. Uh, and uh, they were like, better tester for me yeah so, proof of concept mm-hmm. yeah i didn't I, I wasn't able to like really price it the way it should be mm-hmm. and now that i'm relaunching uh the prices that i have in mind are set around really just uh the um the hours of work that i put in to create the content mm-hmm. so okay. not so much on the value yet right so okay so that's good um mm-hmm. so the there's a point that I think is going to come up, might as well bring it up now, which is mm-hmm. that there's, I know in your original email, you were like, you know, I kind of want to start things off right with value pricing and not selling yeah. my time. Um, but there are other options besides value-based pricing. And mm-hmm. and some of the things that you've described, certainly with the program, are not net, you know, value pricing, as long as you price something versus billing, pricing versus yeah. billing, two different things. As long as you're pricing stuff, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy, you know, because you can, once you're not selling an hour, you know, like, oh, pay me by the hour, because there's nothing you can do to create leverage if you're selling your hours, because you can't deliver an hour faster than an hour. There's no way to do it. So if if you say, sell this program for, I kind of don't care how you pick the price, although ultimately it needs to cost less than it is worth in the mind of someone who has not yet gone through it. Yeah. So, right. Right. So the, the sort of trick there is for people to perceive a benefit, you know, so that you need to make some kind of offer on the sales page for the website that describes the promise, you know, here's what you can expect. Here's, here's the offer. And the people who are reading that page need to mm-hmm. find that they right. need to believe that that is a credible offer. So once they believe it's a credible offer, then they say, okay, I trust that I will probably, there's a high likelihood that I'll, I'll get an increase in clarity and I'll get support and I'll have a direction. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll believe right. that from testimonials and, and maybe just knowing you or watching a video of you and, and just trusting you. And knowing the students who went through it too, right? Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. word, word of mouth is the gold right. standard here. Yeah. So then once they believe that the offer is credible and that you can deliver the goods, so to speak, then they'll decide in their mind if the price is lower than what the goods, air quotes, are worth. And so Mm -hmm. everything almost virtually, well, I guess everything at this stage that you delivered was intangible, very intangible. It was like feelings. Mm -hmm. uh, It was all in people's heads, more or less. It wasn't like, it wasn't Mm -hmm. even like a digital good, you know? So so at, at some point, people need to say, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel super overwhelmed. I really feel disconnected from that community that I was just in. And mm-hmm. it would be, it, and and when I look at something that costs $1,500 or $3,000 or $500, and I, I see that price tag, mm-hmm. I immediately am going to have a reaction, a gut reaction, whether or not that seems worth it, which is to yeah. say the price is lower than the value of yeah. the person reading. So you can, you can, um, you could, if you haven't already, you could reach out to your folks and say, hey, um, you know, I'm going to be running this again. Do you think it would be fair to charge $3,000 for it? Yeah, I actually, um, those who are graduating or like finishing the program, uh, this was part of my feedback survey. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked them, hey, uh, I'm thinking about selling this option that you went through at 
So $847 or $147 dollars per month. Mm-hmm. Would you pay that now that you've gone through it? And I got some really valuable feedback. Uh, people said, yes, if there was more of X or more of Y. So, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm looking into um, integrating for the next launch. Cool. I'm going to use those feedbacks. They asked for more calls. So for that support piece, which is really um, uh, one of the biggest part of the value and uh, a bit more they called it like exercises or assignments or, and that's mm-hmm. what I called the action steps when mm-hmm. we first discussed that. So mm-hmm. yeah, those, right. those things they said, Oh, I would pay more if there was this or that I'm adding to this or that. So <laughs> the value would align with uh, the content. Excellent. There's a, and the one other thing before we move on, if there's another thing that you can do, that's kind of the flip side of that, which is ask them if there is anything that, they didn't particularly value wasn't that important if it, right. if it yeah and then because you could possibly take something out that was a lot of work right. for you okay. but no one really cared about yeah i didn't think of that it's great yeah so that's how you, you could optimize it and then uh-huh. once you start selling it at you know the 800 plus um yeah and you get more testimonials and you know you could just there's you know there's nothing that says you have to keep it at that price forever so if you're getting right. better at delivering it and you're optimizing yeah. it and um, and and there's more and more evidence. Oh, also one of my thought is that I I am convinced that the people who are going through this uh, program will see the value of it in one year from now, in two mm-hmm. years from now, in five years from now, mm-hmm. because of the principles that I'm really helping people like building systems and having foundations for their business. Uh, it's my belief that in the first year or two, if you can. Uh, work towards systems and uh, slowly remove yourself from those systems. That's like the key to success. And that's the key to also more freedom in your life. Not mm-hmm. spend like forever at work, nine to five, et cetera. Yep. Um, yeah. So systems, systems are yeah. uh, one of like seven ways to create business leverage. So yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think through the program, they're doing that. It's just, I think it's just too early to see. So I would like to probe those people in a year from now to see, hey, uh, um, if you look at your current situation, like how much of what you have, like um, how much did the program contribute to that and in which way? And mm-hmm. um, I get the feeling that this, the, the, the value might grow as, as we go on. Right. I think you're right. Yeah. You could almost get yeah. like, you know, in a year or three years, mm-hmm. get... Yes updated testimonials and like oh my my first cohort is now all retired on the beach drinking margaritas (laughs) or whatever right (laughs) uh cool okay so uh, uh, enough of your side project (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) it sounds like you've got that all dialed in which is fabulous um so let's get back to the let's get back to the health coach angle Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. i think you mentioned two i thought you were going to mention three but maybe i'm wrong so you, you, uh, what are the offerings that you currently have? It sounds mm. like you mentioned one-on-one and you mentioned like sort of corporate group training or I don't yeah. know what you would call it. So what are the different offerings that you have? Um, so I haven't built any like structured offering around longevity yet. Mm-hmm. I have ideas, um, but actually that's also something I've been thinking about knowing that we're going to be on this call today. I've been listening to some of your content and I, I think what resonates with me is this idea of recurring um, income 
I don't really want to spend my time, you know, every couple of months going through that wave of losing clients, having to find new ones. Mm-hmm. So if I can find a, a, a system that uh, creates some recurring income, yeah. and I feel like in the longevity space, there's definitely a way to do that mm-hmm. um, in the sense that it takes time to apply those lifestyle changes that um, sort of activate your longevity genes and program in your biology. Mm. Um, and it's uh, it has to do with changing your diet, uh, exercising, uh, and when I say changing the diet, it goes all the way to having periods of fasting, mm-hmm. which is something I'm uh, really interested in helping people with. Mm-hmm. And so um, so I've been playing with different ideas. I was thinking about having maybe a program where it's all about fasting, having a program where it's all about, um, uh, oh, and I mentioned in my email, uh, at the moment, I'm trying to help, trying to find people who are having an um, unhealthy relationship with sugar. No, so people are having a few treats per day and they they are aware that it impacts their ability to think and focus and they're not really performing. Their energy is being like uh, completely um, crushed because of the sugar. And I've had yeah. great success with a client and uh, I think I've uncovered uh, some key steps, like key, it has to do a lot with uh, shifts in mindset, the way you look at sugar. And by coaching this person through that, like um, that totally changed the game for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, I am trying to offer that into a coaching program at the moment. Mm-hmm. Someone approached me um, who did think that they have a problem with sugar they want to address. And I did craft a proposal based on the template that you, you provide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and set those three options, the three uh, uh, set points. And uh, well, that person said no because that was too expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're. It's th- this kind of an offering is really there's a really tricky piece to it, which mm-hmm. is that the payoff is way in the future. Right. So the the real ultimate payoff is way 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 in the future. It's kind of like. Um, you know, you know what's the joke? Everybody, everybody knows how to be a billionaire and have washboard abs, but almost nobody does it. It's mm-hmm. it's not like a mystery. So how come nobody does it? That's that's the hard part. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like it's not complex. It's not it's mm-hmm. it's hard. It's just hard to make right. yourself do it because yeah. you know this candy bar tastes great right now, mm-hmm. and you know in the future the 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 bad feeling. Well, the the being out of shape or whatever is way in the future. The the crash might come in an hour or two hours. Mm-hmm. So you need to find so, someone in your situation needs to find an instantaneous reward that the habit delivers and that the person mm-hmm. gets addicted to. So mm-hmm. you know, there's a great book called Atomic Habits by James Clear that that yeah. talks about this quite a bit and um, in creating and one of the things he talks about is creating systems he talks about a lot and this is definitely true in my experience where you know you you set a goal right but the goal doesn't motivate you like the goal is to like live longer or have washboard abs or lose 50 pounds or whatever the goal is or make a million dollars but there needs to be something like right now yeah so right Mm -hmm. you need to create a system that's going to achieve that and the system needs to be its own reward it needs to reward you daily Mm -hmm. somehow it needs to give you a dopamine hit every day somehow and 
streaks is one way to do that. Habit stacking is another way to do that. People can, yeah. the, the book is fabulous. Every, like literally everyone should read this book. Um, and there are other, you know, Charles Duhigg has a habits book, but I really, really mm -hmm. like the James Clear book. Mm -hmm. And uh, okay. So, so there's a similar thing and I want to tie this into something that the audience is probably very familiar with. Um, most, most of the people in the audience sell to businesses not yeah. to to what I would you know say is direct to consumer. You're you're sort of a B to C in the health coach space. You're kind of like B to C yeah. um, when you're doing one on one stuff. At least that's the way you're talking about it. And, and most of the folks listening probably sell services to companies where who knows they're they're doing photography or they're writing code or they're you know building landing pages or writing copy or white papers and these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And most of them, almost all of them, unless you're directly associated with sales or you're like you're um, working on e-commerce shopping carts, almost everybody listening is upstream from the desired outcome, the business's desired outcome for engaging you, mm -hmm. which is to say, if you just imagine a river and you're like you're like way upstream and you you put a giant rubber duck in the ocean, it's like, I mean, in the water and you throw this giant rubber duck and the the client is hoping the rubber duck is going to reach some destination way farther downstream. But you you build the rubber duck and they're like, we need a giant rubber duck. So you build it for them. And if if they if it makes it to the end of the river, if it makes it out to the ocean, they get a million dollars. So you've got your rubber duck, you put it in the river and you've lost control of it. Like a million things can right. happen to it farther downstream. They could uh, they could mess around with it it could pop and sink or something random could happen there could be a storm and it just blow it right out of the river yeah so you can't guarantee the million dollars uh -huh. but you can contribute to it by creating the rubber duck in the first place mm -hmm. so which is why when we talk about value pricing on a project which is why the prices that you would put in your proposal start at only 10 percent of the perceived value on the client's end because you're you almost never can you just be like hey give me give me ten thousand dollars and i'll give you twenty thousand it's it's almost impossible for anyone listening to this to do that if you were like a salesperson you were going to go out and just work on commission and you were like a rainmaker and you were great at it that's that's probably the one exception but most people if you're doing branding it's way upstream um, mm -hmm. even coding is really upstream depending on what kinds of things you're building so what you're doing is similar so i just wanted to connect what you're doing which is way upstream from living an extra 20 years let's say yeah and uh, and the the problem and with there's that there's no guarantee, is, right? Yeah, and there's no guarantee. Well, you could guarantee uh -huh. it. It's like, oh, if you don't live to eighty, just let me know, and I'll give you your money back. <laughs> oh, wait, <laughs> too late. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or if you do make it to eighty, you have to pay me a million dollars. So that sounds very tempting. <laughs> right. So uh, that's actually insane. That's wild. I can't believe that. <laughs> that's uh, wow. I got to think about that. So. Um, but now imagine just, okay, let's actually play, play with that for a second. Imagine if that was your business model. If you make it to well, 80, you owe me a million dollars. It's funny that you mentioned that because I almost thought about something similar in a sense that, you know, if I want to coach people on longevity, it would be very interesting for me to create long-term relationships with my clients, like, mm -hmm. like hire me for the next 10 years right. and, and let's see yeah how old you might live and what kind of what kind of quality are you going to have are you going to be an 80 year old 
in uh, in a hospitalized place in a bed losing your mind and you know mm -hmm. all the stuff mm -hmm. or you're going to be an 80 year old uh traveling having fun with their grand grandkids and uh being active you know right. that's a very different life and yep. um the with the science of aging that's sort of the promise you know if if you um if you do And it's, it's really every day, little choices that you make every day and they compound. And by in 20 years from now, if you've done that every day, then your, your life is going to be very, very different. And yeah, uh, yeah that well, it's, is it's, super appealing to me to sell this sort of, of outcome and relationship. And, and um, I feel like I operate be better if I do have a long-term relationship and um, I'm wondering sure. how, how like my clients and my own interests can align in a way that, you know, it's mutually beneficial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very similar in fact, to people who, you know, financial planners for or mm -hmm. wealth, wealth planners who, yeah. you know, for people who are, have a lot of money to uh, allocate or decide what to do with, or, you know, they want it to, to be multi-generational wealth. Right. Well, it's very similar. It, Yeah, and I love that you bring it up because I personally see health as wealth. For me, it's the same concept. You know, it's like this pot of gold that you have, and uh, it's up to you to invest in it to make it grow by taking care of yourself, by creating those healthy habits, or or let it go down downhill, you know, by not doing that. And um, I'm interested in the concept of health management yep. and maybe be a a private health management i don't know how to call it but y you know i mean mm -hmm. like yeah that idea is very appealing to me yeah so i mean if we if we use the model you could call it a health planner or a wellness planner or um, yeah. it's kind of like and like catch catch phrases that are popping into my head is like 80 is the new your, your mission is to make 80 the new 40 yeah. or um health is the new wealth yeah and, exactly i've right. been playing with those keywords for years now and um uh something else came to me oh yeah something else I, you said planner and uh it's one of my strengths actually i because i have this background in research uh, i'm i'm really good at building protocols um, and i really enjoy doing that and uh my husband went through a surgery earlier this year and um in as he was getting ready for that i did some research to see what is What can we do to make his recovery faster, easier, better? And I did a whole like plan around his surgery, what he should eat uh, after, like by focusing on key nutrients for his bones and his muscles, uh, finding out that, you know, having gratitude decreases inflammation in the body, like this sort of thing. And, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know it's super wild. I loved putting that together. Uh, we had a plan and we both were feeling so much more at peace, mm -hmm. knowing that there is so much you can do uh, every day that would make this process easier on your body, easier on your on your health in general. And yep. I feel like that's something I could offer to people, you know? Yeah, that's a, there's so there's something that's really uh, useful about that specific, call it an offering, mm -hmm. which is that everybody knows somebody who's got a surgery scheduled. Well, I mean, as, as a 50 year old, 52 year old, I know a bunch of people <laughs> right. who have surgery scheduled. Uh -huh. And 
if you if your name was sort of you know if 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 your name was the first one on people's lips when they were having a casual conversation with a friend and mm-hmm. say oh you know my father-in-law is going in for a hip replacement like really you should talk to you know you about mm-hmm. uh, you know pre- do you have a plan for pre-surgery plan they'll say no yeah. i don't think so he's just been sitting on the couch watching golf and it's like that's probably going to cause the recovery to take a lot longer might even might even not take the surgery might not even take as well who knows mm-hmm. um, but if someone could if someone's already facing this this scary thing i mean even if it's mm-hmm. a minor you know minor surgery is defined as surgery on someone other than you <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. every, every surgery seems major to me if it's happening to me so oh, it's a big know. it's a big thing for your body to you know go through yeah so, so uh-huh. even if you were even if you focused solely on people who are having like joint replacement hip replacement you could just focus right. on hip replacements and yeah. say like hey do you know anybody who's having a hip replacement you know you should talk to you know right. talk right so it's real outwardly obvious mm-hmm. trigger for a rolodex moment that's a great great thought that said uh jonathan i have to bring uh, my scope of practice and it's very clear like health coaches we can't like prescribe anything sure. right mm-hmm. i can't tell people you should eat this and that so what i can do is do research and tell them hey uh According to the research that I've read, the papers that I found online, the scientific publication, here's my takeaway. So, for example, with my husband, I was like, eat, if you eat 40 grams of protein per day, uh, it speeds up your recovery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can't prescribe it, but I can tell people, hey, this is what the research says. Right. So you could create uh, like a research document, like a pre-surgery yeah. research document. And right. maybe, I don't know, would they even, you know, perhaps show it to their doctor and say, Hey, does this seem like, mm-hmm. uh, does this conflict with anything or mm-hmm. does this seem like a good idea? And presumably right. the doctor would be like, no, that sounds like a great idea. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point. And, uh, I could also potentially get in touch with doctors, but, uh, in my experience, I'm not always super open to collaborate with coaches just yet, but, yeah, that would yeah, probably having ha- the patient bring it up to their doctors is a good, good way to do it. Yeah, so the there's a, a sort of a parallel in my world, but I'm sure the certifications are different. But mm-hmm. um, I had a snowboarding accident and like really mm-hmm. wrecked one of my shoulders, and it was causing me severe. It, it was fine for a while, but that it's for some reason I probably wasn't having enough gratitude in my life, and it got really inflamed. <laughs> And uh, so I I had to go to the doctor and I went to an orthopedic surgeon and he was like, well, there's two ways we can do this. We can, you know, he told me what the problem was. They put me in an MRI and they're like, yeah, you tore something. And, you know, there's two two things you can do. Uh, We can do surgery or you can go to this physical therapist for, you know, whatever it was, 12 weeks or something. And I was like, "Uh, I'll take the physical therapy, please. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the physical therapist has to go through a a program, but they're not, I don't think they're doctors technically, but they do have to go through a certain certification program. So the doctor, for whatever reason, the doctor trusts the physical therapist. Right. Um, maybe your, maybe your industry isn't at that point yet, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there might be, I could imagine if you were in communication with doctor, like, like a doctor, you know, like maybe someone in the family or your own doctor, someone who already trusts you as a person and or maybe your your husband's doctor and mm-hmm. say like hey you know I, I put together this plan you know and, and you said the surgery already happened right yeah. yeah okay so you could 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's a conversation there where, you know, the very beginning of some kind of relationship with a doctor who does that kind of surgery, um, that there would perhaps there is a way to thread this needle. Because I, I do agree yeah. that in general, doctors can be. Um, well, they're uh, focused the on their own. Like, their own style, you know. right? Western medicine <laughs> style. So mm -hmm. and I get that. I get that. I, you know, I'm a huge beneficiary of like the way medical science works and I would understand that they would be um, skeptical of other things that were perhaps unproven. But if you were, you know, if, but there, I'm just saying there might be a way to thread that needle yeah. if you could have a really open, honest conversation with someone who is a doctor and does trust yeah. you just from your personal life, then there might be a, a path there. But I don't, Absolutely. I don't know that you would need it because the the, hey, do you know anyone going in for hip replacement or back surgery or knee replacement or mm -hmm. um, anything like that? Right away, you're prob probably talking about someone who is 50s, 60s, 70s. And yeah. hip, hip, definitely older. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, for other, um, right. other kinds of surgery, there's... Right. So they're, they're perhaps people like that are going to be in a... Uh, value your other message. So like, let's say this is your sort of yeah, foot, totally. foot in the door offering where you're like, yeah. Hey, do you know anybody that's having hip replacement? And that, Oh yeah, I do. And it's like, Oh, well maybe they should check out my website or jump on my mailing list or set up a phone call, whatever your thing is. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe there's just a price for a pre-surgery call it research document mm -hmm. where you go out and research all this stuff. Cause I know a lot, mm -hmm. a, a lot of people, you know, like I know someone who went in for a hysterectomy and she researched the entire internet about everything, you know, and it's like, why not have someone who's done it before do that? Yeah. And, and, I, and I wouldn't be searching for the internet. I would be searching for scientific publication and I can read those. I'm mm -hmm. able to, I can critically read those, you know, I can tell, oh, this is garbage. I wouldn't trust mm -hmm. this research. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yes, I do. Because, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so like you're paying for that, you know. Yeah, I big got a PhD, so you're you're paying for that, right? So it's not just uh, I'm gonna research every blog I'm gonna uh, Google that's around. out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? which is what they would do. So it's yeah. like don't Google right. around because you're just gonna waste a bunch of time. You're gonna yeah, get conflicting trust someone information. Who's yeah. Trained to read the scientific research on it. Yeah, has access to it and is trained to to yeah. consume it. So okay, so that seems like that. And then once okay, so now once this happens. Mm -hmm. uh, they have the surgery. Let's say it goes well. Let's say they attribute that in in no small part to the plan that you created for them. Mm -hmm. um, Honestly, it, like I think the minimum you would get out of that is kind of instead of being anxious about how things are going to go, have a bit of peace of mind. You're like, well, I've done my research. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm doing the best I can to to speed things along. Is that going to work? No guarantee. But at least you have that peace of mind. And I think it's a big part of recovering, you know? Yeah, it gives you a sense of control. Like you have something yeah. you can control instead yeah. of just laying there. Right. So, yeah, I, I think that's really cool. I, I'm gar I guarantee you that, I mean, again, it's a, it's a question of making a credible offer and having trust. Yeah. People have to trust you and the, the offer has to be credible and the price yeah. needs to be less than what it's worth. But you're 100% right that what you're really selling is there's there's some... The thing that you can guarantee is the peace of mind, a sense of control, something to think about instead of worrying and, you know, and in increasing the likelihood of a quick recovery, 
So, you know, who knows exactly what percentage you'll never know. You can't AB that kind of thing unless you had like giant clinical trial or something. But, Mm. but yeah, that's, that would definitely be worth, uh, that's worth something that's worth more than, more than five bucks. That's for sure. Mm, And I'm wondering uh, to what extent this could be like a digital product, like a download, you know, Mm. Well, how much research? I mean, I would imagine that if you were focusing specifically on uh, hip replacements for a a narrow Uh demographic age wise, let's say, or maybe you even start with just female or just male, if there are big differences between you just focus down on one, I would imagine that the very that you'd have a big boilerplate of, uh, you know, big, big, uh, you wouldn't have to completely re research everything every time you got a new customer no i think there's like sort of a baseline that'll work mm-hmm. and could that's why i'm bringing up this like idea of the digital exactly product and maybe this could be like this is the sort of the baseline the thing that works for everybody and mm-hmm. if you want more personal uh, more personal plan get in touch with me and we can discuss you know a oh. more individualized service perfect mm-hmm. yep so you could have one that's maybe you know maybe uh um like you said just like a best practices general thing right. and then inside yeah. of that it's like you know and maybe that's i don't know 300 bucks or something let's yeah. just throw, throw throw a number out there and it's it's literally like a digital it's a pdf yeah and uh and then you have like you know call to action it's like hey if you want if you want to take it a little farther and get a personalized plan um take whatever you whatever you need to take into consideration. If you feel like you've got, mm-hmm. you're an exception to some of these rules or something, then for right. 3,000, 3, we can meet over Zoom, yeah. I'll interview you and put together uh, a customized plan mm-hmm. or whatever. So you could have like a, a big step change in terms of the price for that particular, you know, like a one-on-one consultation and then like custom research or custom right. uh, plan. I wanted to ask you something, Jonathan. Um, it's around what you make available for free because, so for example, with the share thing that I'm working on, I was thinking about creating a webinar that would give people those, I've identified eight, eight mindset shifts and eight like stra- strategies that have worked for this person. And, um, but mm-hmm. that's kind of my, that would be the backbone of a pro, uh, coaching program around that. Mm-hmm. Is that too much to give away for free? Like, you know, like No, no, no. I don't think so. No. No. No, your your like coaching is all about showing up and providing mm-hmm. accountability to yeah. unlock someone's potential. Mm-hmm. And you could I, I like if you people in my private coaching program, they don't hear anything that I don't give away for free on my mailing list. I mean, I have like 2000 articles on my blog. Like it's there somewhere. I've thought about you because you give so much away. Like it's, it's incredible. Like the the template for the proposal, like mm-hmm. all of the the newsletter. Like there's so much, and uh, yeah, I've been struggling. Like how much do I give away for free? And I feel like a part of me thinks the more you give away, like the more return you get. Um, but like another part of me is kind of clinging on as well. I'm like, if I give those best tips away, then what do I have left to sell? <laughs> you know? Well, look at it like this. If the tips were going to work, then wouldn't you want to give them away? Like if, if the tips on their own just worked and you're like, hey, yeah. I discovered that if you, right. just, if you just tie your shoes a little tighter, then <laughs> the, your whole life will improve. Yeah. Like why not give it? Come on, just give that away. What You're going to charge people for that? 
No, just give it away. Yeah, like yeah, if your yeah. idea is so, because that's not the, if it's so easy to implement and it's going to have that big mm. of an impact on the world, it's like, right. wouldn't, you, wouldn't you rather just be famous for <laughs> yeah. that? Totally. Plus that would give me a little bit of validation as well, right? A lot. Like if yeah. people were like, Hey, I tried your stuff and it works, <laughs> you know, yeah. at least I have that, that as a proof and an evidence. Cause when I was trying to value price for this lady who approached me, like part of me is like, I think what I'm selling is also, it's not a temporary, you're going to quit your year for a month and then you're going to go back eventually to your bad habits hmm. with that mindset, um, coaching and the shift that you're making potentially you're never going to look at sugar the same way ever again. Mm -hmm. So, But I don't really have evidence around that. So mm -hmm. that's like, as long as I don't have the evidence, I can't really put that in the value of my offer. Yeah. I mean, the value pricing direct to consumer B2C stuff is, it tends to be not worth the trouble unless you're dealing with billionaires or like pe <laughs> people who have so much money that that or, or let's say a celebrity who just can't lose the weight or just can't is just having some symptom of what you know to be a sugar cause mm -hmm. then that person who's got a five million dollar deal to do the next marvel superhero movie and can't fit into the spider-man suit is like they have a, a really high they're going to have a, an extremely high they have the the three the, the three things in the max price formula they're going to have uh, at least two of them are going to be really high. So the, the three things are desire, money, and and options. So mm -hmm. they're going to have a real high desire. Let's just say the sugar thing helps you drop weight. Let's just let's say that that's the case. So if they really, really, really want to lose 10 pounds in two weeks and they, um, and they have tons of money, those two things multiply to create an extremely high value in their mind. Like they would pay, they would pay a ton of money to, so the, for this the outcome. value of what you sell is also um, to some extent tied to the kind of people you're selling to. Uh, you cut out a little bit. What was that? I said the value of what you're selling depends on the people you're selling to. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that's, that. that's all it depends on. Hmm. Values in their mind. Oh, yeah. It's the perceived, the like the perception of what you get. Mm -hmm. so yeah depending on the financial means and oh, i see okay well how would you go about um probing like having questions to your client to see you know what kind of budget they have would you ask them like directly hey how much would you be willing to dedicate to that uh, i i know you have to wrap up so i would say that unless you are talking to an extremely high net worth individual or a corporation who wants to yeah. buy uh, some sort of some sort of program from you i wouldn't yeah. even think about value pricing because everything mm -hmm. everything that you have the, everything that we've been talking about lends itself to productized services and productized mm -hmm. services you can just pick a price that you'd be happy to do the thing for oh, so okay. if you'd be happy to do something for a thousand dollars then just price it at two thousand and then in your marketing or, you know, in your, your travels around the world, you know, in your, you know, talking to people and, and doing webinars and so forth, you just need to put it in front of people for whom it is worth way more than $2,000 and they will buy it. So mm -hmm. I, I don't, I feel like it, and it'd be so much easier. Yeah. It's, it's just so much easier. There's no art yeah, to it. Yeah. yeah. So if you could do that and create um, a subscription around ongoing habituation, 
accountability to keep you off mm-hmm. your sugar, almost like um, like my personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Like I know how to work out. He just tells yeah. me to do stuff I know. But if I didn't have an appointment with another person, I wouldn't do it. Right. So, you know, you could just make a subscription of some kind that maintains accountability for these folks once you've got them kind of onboarded and off of mm-hmm. sugar or whatever you're trying to do, and then just keeps them in maintenance mode uh, yeah. for which they pay you monthly. On, you know, their credit cards automatically charge monthly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great thought. Cool. Thanks, so, Jonathan. Yeah, sorry. I I know you got to run, so I'll let you go. But if uh, if you could just tell people before you take off, where's the best place to get in touch with you or find out more, uh, especially if they want to make a WordPress theme? Yeah, uh, well, please, please, please get in touch with me. I don't have a website yet, so I'd love to be working with someone on that uh, with a potential um, opportunity to sell that template to other uh, coaches whom I'm in touch with and I have ways to connect you. Um, the best way to reach me would be to email me, uh, my uh, email address. So uh, I run my business as Catbird Wellness, Catbird, like the, the animals, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because the Catbird seat is a place of advantage. So, mm-hmm. so that's where the name comes from. So Catbird Wellness, at gmail.com you can just get in touch with me i would love to connect um and yeah i would love to get in touch with anyone in your community and i really appreciate your time jonathan and this opportunity for me to you know talk those things out it's very very helpful fabulous well thanks for coming on i really enjoyed it thank you all right folks that's it for this week i'm jonathan stark and i hope you join me again next time for ditching hourly bye Would you like to learn how to get paid what you're worth? How about selling your expertise and not your labor? What about making more money without working more hours? We work through all of this together in the pricing seminar. Registration starts soon, so head on over to thepricingseminar.com to add your name to the announcement list. That URL again is thepricingseminar.com. I hope to see you there. Hey, Jonathan again. Do you have questions about how to improve your business? Things like value pricing your work instead of billing for your time, or positioning yourself as the go-to person in your space, or maybe productizing your services so you never have to have another awkward sales call or spend hours writing another custom proposal. Book a one-on-one coaching call with me and get answers to these questions and others in the time it takes you to get ready for work in the morning. Best of all, you're covered by my 100% satisfaction guarantee. If at the end of the call, you don't feel like it was worth it, just say the word and I'll refund your purchase in full. To book your one-on-one coaching call, go to jonathanstark.com slash call, C-A-L-L. That URL again is jonathanstark.com slash call. Hope to see you there.